Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's Rick Lupert of the Poetry Superhighway. How you doing? It's Sunday, November 13th. I think it is. That's my best guess as to the day of the week and the month of the day of the week. You know what I'm talking about. Happy to have you with me. It's our monthly open reading. And you, you ladies and gentlemen, are invited to call in and read a poem. We have no content or style restrictions. You can read anything you want. In fact, please do. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. We'll be doing this for about an hour, and it would be so great to uh, hear as many of you possible read your work. It's been a crazy week, that's for sure. Uh, Leonard Cohn passing away, being at the top of my mind of things that happened this week and I think there was another big news story involving uh, the Electoral College or maybe that's a story yet to come a couple things going on with Poetry Superhighway that I wanted to mention to you so we are uh, uh, deep into the 12th annual great ebook free for all project this is, uh, this is a project where um, on December 1st all uh, a number, many poetry ebooks submitted by many of you will be freely available to download for a 24-hour period to everyone in the world. How do you get in on that? Well, let me tell you. Uh, number one, make an ebook. Number two, go to our website and click on the ebook free for all banner at the top of the page and submit your ebook. Fill out the form, link to it, etc. Um, the ebook has to be a PDF. It has to be less than a megabyte, and that's it. You, it could be something real simple, just a word document full of poems that you export to PDF. Could be something with graphics, uh, uh, whatever you'd like. As long as it's a poetry ebook of some sort, as long as it's a PDF, you're in. And you go to the you go to the the web page. You fill out the form which basically just includes your name, your email, your website if you have one and you'd like to include it, and then a 50-word or less description of your ebook uh, and the title of the ebook, and that's it. As soon as I get it, I will add it to the webpage. And on December 1st, for 24 hours, all of the ebooks that were submitted by people from everywhere in the universe will be freely available to download. So a couple things on that. Um, right after that, at, on uh, December 2nd, I'm going to um, take all the ebooks offline and I'm going to put up the numbers of how many times each one was downloaded. So that's kind of fun. A little extra uh, contestish kind of thing to do with this. It doesn't really matter though. Uh, uh, we're not, no, no one gets a prize for the most times downloaded. This is really just about um, furthering the mission of the Poetry Superhighway, which is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry. As possible. So get in on the ebook free for all. 
Um, don't worry. Uh, we don't own your poetry book if you send it to us. We're not publishing it. Uh, all the poems are yours. They're only going to be available online for 24 hours, and that is it. Uh, one final note, because a few people have tripped up on this on the uh, on the sign-up form. Uh, as it mentions, and as I have said, uh, the descriptions have to be 50 words or less. So, unfortunately, our, our sign-up form doesn't limit the amount of words that you can type, so you have to actually make sure that your description is 50 words or less. And then, um, once I receive it, I, I check all the, the lengths. Yes, I check all the lengths. And if your description is more than 50 words, and that means if it's 51 words or more, because as I understand it, 51 is more than 50, I'm going to send you an email that says, hey, I can't put your book up because your description is 50 is more than 50 words. So please, let's save that step and when you're putting your description together for your ebook to submit it to the great ebook free for all 12th annual, make sure it's 50 words or less. That's that. Any questions, let me know. Uh, you can also call in and ask questions about that project as well as read your poem. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call in again is 646-716-7362. Uh, we're going to get to our first caller right now, a caller from the 417 area code. Hello. That must be me, Rick. <laughs> oh, my God, um, it is. Uh, a blast from the past. <laughs> oh, yeah, how you doing, Rick? I'm, I moved to Missouri. I'm in the Ozarks in Missouri. I'm in You're, Springfield, Missouri. Springfield, Springfield, Missouri. Missouri. That's amazing. Uh, what's that's uh, uh, you just can't sit still. I mean, you know. I mean, of course, as I've mentioned before, David from Newark, New Jersey, who then went to uh, Alabama and who now claims to be in uh, Missouri. Um, from my mind, you'll always be in Newark, New Jersey. But but let's just say, for the sake of argument, what brought you to Missouri? You're there, Nicker. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you can you can take the the. The 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 boy out of down neck, but you can't take down neck out of the boy. I am a down necker, yeah. Still, always a Portuguese boy from down neck. By the way, Newark is a uh, is from Allen Ginsberg was born in Newark. Um, Ir William Irwin, uh, Amiri Baraka. So we have a pretty good and the the Geraldine Dodge Foundation has a a poetry contest, a big poetry contest every year in in North New Jersey. So it has a pretty good uh, tradi poetry tradition. So, you know, pretty good. We have lots of celebrated persons who came from North. Cool. Well, and, and, and count yourself among them. Yes, indeed. I'm the greatest. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me... Let me by the way, it, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that because the, the, the piece I'm about to read now is uh, 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 inspired by, well, first of all, it was a response to a, a contest, uh, not a contest, but an assignment, a triad, uh, to, um, a triad assignment. I was writing triads, and I wrote this here um, as a, a triad as a response to the assignment. Now, I seem to do well whenever I'm challenged. 
or, or I have to re- respond to an assignment. So this piece is about a, a, a little monument that sits in the middle of, of right, sits in the middle of Ironbound Section in Newark, well, actually at the edge, close to Edison Place, and it's opposite Penn Station. And so I wrote this piece because um, it's, I'm reading it now because it's, you know, we just passed Veterans Day, and it's a pretty somber piece, and I'm, I'm kind of proud of it. So let me just go right into it. It's called Edison Place, Peter Francisco Park, 2010. So I wrote it six years ago. Here it goes. On murky marsh of memory, as far as I can rightly see, a sad slab stone in dying park. It sits forlorn in down neck square. We've long forgotten why it's there. Stands resolutely in the dark. We in that war that makes no sense. A list of names is written hence, as loved ones mourn their heavy loss. We ask, how shall we win this war? Not, what are we here fighting for? Can't bear the weight of moral cross. No lessons learned we fail to ask. We're not equipped for daunting task of fighting lies and apathy. And peace with honor, Nixon said, without objection from the dead, whose names on slab we clearly see. One name inscribed was Bill O'Shea, whose sisters heard the news that day. The war had run its awful course, had claimed a life it does not own, a cold inscription etched in stone, inflicted grief through foolish force. In school I saw the sisters' grief in tragic truth beyond belief. Their cries cannot be fully heard. Across from sleepy bus and train, a pallid slab will thus remain, that final frigid silent word. End poem. Very nice, David. Thank you for uh, launching our show uh, today with with your with your new triad. It's a true story. It's actually true. The, I did go to school. I went to an alternative high school, not very, uh, it, it, you know, within walking distance from my house. And uh, I went to school with these sisters, and they love. And his name, the 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 boy's name is on that stone, on that slab. It's just a, a little uh, monument uh, uh, with, with the names of those who died in all the wars. And Bill O'Shea's name is there, and I did go to school with his sisters. So it's all true. I never doubted it for a second. <laughs> it must be my case. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, all right, David. Yeah, great Absolutely. to hear from you as always. Um, I, I always look forward to to, to hearing uh, just hearing you talk, regardless of what you say. It's just a, it's a hoot. Um, so, David, thank you so much for calling in and, and launching our show today. I you're the best, Rick. I'm I'm going to submit an ebook or two. I think you're the greatest. 
do it. I think you're the greatest. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Bye. That was uh, David Nebs calling from Springfield, Missouri, or so he says, launching our show today on Poetry Superhighway Live. The number for you to call in, ladies and gentlemen, is 646-716-7362. We don't have to just uh, uh, exclude the ability to call in just to ladies and gentlemen. If you fall outside of that category, you can call in too. It's fine. Area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 301 area code. Hello. Hello. This is Hiram calling in. How are you, Rick? I'm good. Hi, Hiram. Thanks where, where for are you calling uh, from? I'm calling in from Upper Marlboro, Maryland, which is about 15, 20 miles out of Washington, D.C. Okay. And uh, calling in to thank you for hosting the superhighway, driving on down it at full speed ahead. Really appreciate that very much. I have a real short piece I'd like to share, if that's okay. Of course. We all have had uh, reactions, of course, to this past week's events, Veterans Day, election, and so on. Um, and while I think a lot of us are still processing what, we're, what we've learned as a result, um, I'm beginning to kind of take a little bit of a longer view, I guess you'd say, be it that for good or worse. And so this piece is called Silver. These days, I want to ask a Doric column what to do. Believe in its flutes and capital up there in clearer skies than mine. I want firmaments upward. I want foundations alive, quiet, unmoved, wise. I want any nearby silvery rivers to keep coming towards me, offering what they never can. And I want the chance just now to watch our granite great-grandmothers, the ones carved in history, as they turn pages. Thanks, Rick. Hiram, thank you so much for uh, for writing that, for reading it, um, et, et cetera. Do you do you participate in in poetry stuff in your neck of the woods? I sure in person do. events. I sure do. Any anything uh, any, you can point? Yeah, there's one a lot going on to here in the greater DC area, from Annapolis down to Richmond up to Philly. The whole corridor here is pretty active with poetry. Um, poetry Beltway. Uh, the Beltway Poetry Magazine is probably the best way to plug in to events going on here, but there's lots, lots happening. And after this past week, I think there's going to be a lot more happening. No doubt. Let uh, let the artists uh, take over, uh, I say. Uh, Absolutely. Um, well, well, Hiram, I really appreciate that you called in and uh, and and told us about the uh, that resource for people in the in the area or who might be traveling to the area. And I hope you call in again. Sure, thank you. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Hiram calling from Upper Marlboro, Maryland, which is the name of a city I hope my, – my mouth is saying, please don't make me say that again. That's, those are tough words to, to say. Uh, but I'm willing to do it if you're willing to call back uh, uh, next month, Hiram, or in the future at some point. Um, all right, moving along. Again, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Thanks for the nice things you said to Hiram about uh, uh, me uh, piloting the Poach Superhighway down 
the road keeps me off the streets, which is a funny thing to say when the whole metaphor of poetry superhighway is a road. Isn't that funny? Moving along, our next caller. Let's see. This looks like it's uh, uh, might be an international caller um, uh, with a, a, a one six eight one seven one nine number. Who's there? You're, it hello, sounds like Rick. you're listening. Yes, hello. Who's this? Alex. Oh, hey, Alex. How you doing? Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. You got it, buddy boy. Rick, um, I I had it all planned, and for two, three weeks now, I was going to read one for uh, for Christmas because it's just we're getting into that time frame. But with what's gone on in the United States in the last week, with the election, I have written another one that I think is very much more um, prudent, that, that it's more salient, that is more important to share with people right now because it has to make people think about what the next four years are going to be like in the United States with this certain individual, unless he's impeached or whatever, if uh, he's kept where he is, he's going to do a lot of damage. <clears throat> and it's up to you, my friend. I'm going to give you the choice. I either read my one for Christmas or I read the one about the election. Well, uh, it's really up to you, to be honest, but um, we do have another show before Christmas next month, so why don't you read the contemporary one now, and you can read the other one next month if if you're able to call in. I gotcha. Okay, so it goes like this, Rick. And I don't know if a lot of people, my one friend showed me this the other day, Rick, at work, and I couldn't believe it, that back in 2005 on The Simpsons, the cartoon show, yeah. That there was an actual half-hour show that depicted um, yours truly running, Donald, was running for president, and he won. And the, he showed me the exact map of the states that he won. And if you superimpose it over last Tuesday's win for Mr. Trump, it's exactly the same except for maybe Michigan that he won. So it makes you think if there's greater powers out there making things occur than just us normal little people. You know what I mean, Rick? Sure. So this one goes like this. It's called Free Will. It doesn't seem possible one defied all of the odds to sit in the Oval Office, but the people have spoken. This wasn't a shotgun wedding. Free will makes this choice. So a bed which is made is where they now must lie. The writing is on the wall. One lacks morals, integrity, or any kind of experience. Therefore, is the most likely candidate that a disgruntled population wants to represent them. What a backward state they're in. One, if lucky, may live to regret. This is not a given as troubled waters are smack dab where they are, filled with many unknowns. Four years of uncertainty. Time can't go by fast enough. This will be proven out, as mistakes here have catastrophic effects. He whose supporters are those from the margins, 
who identify with his intolerance and egocentric swagger. Do his promises have substance? A wall, eviction of illegals, rescinding health coverage bills, in denial of global warming. Is he a savior? More like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Protectionism in lieu of free trade. Yes, times are changing. Embrace this head-on, for if a collision course he wants, all will pay for his insolence, hopefully not with a war that ends all life. End poem. Well done, uh, Alex. Thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you for writing it. And, uh, I and Rick, from the bottom of my heart, I love the American people. I have family that lives in the States, cousins and siblings. And I worry about the safety of anyone that's living in the States right now because of this. And I will give it a metaphor. I will give him the adjective of buffoon. And that's exactly what this individual is, lacking any integrity, any experience, and he's now at the head of your pedestal. And I'm thinking, how on earth did this happen? How on earth, Rick, did this happen? He, he's denying all global warming that there's anything going on, and yet we have snow always by this time of year, and we've been setting temperature records in the last two weeks like you can't believe up here. And it's all in lieu of him just saying, no, it doesn't exist. No. While integrity in the average person exists, Rick, and that is exactly what that man does not have. He thinks he has carte blanche to be a misogynist, to, to say what he wants, to do what he wants, to condone violence, and look where it got him. It got him elected as, a pro, as the President of the United States. Incredible, Rick. Incredible. And thanks for giving me the platform to, uh, to express my, uh, my opinion on it, my friend. My pleasure, Alex. I appreciate it that you called in and shared the poem and your thoughts. It's a it's a it's a strange time for everyone, and um, and uh, and uh, I, I don't. We'll just see what's going to happen, you know, and we'll do the best we can. My prayers and thoughts are with you and the American people, my friend. Thank you so much. Um, that was uh, Alex calling from Sault Ste. Marie in uh, Canada, just across the border, just safely across the border from the United States. Um, thanks for calling in, Alex. Um, the number for you to call in, ladies and gentlemen, is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 207 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. It's Ellen Sander calling in from Belfast, Maine. Hi, Ellen. How are you? Well, I guess uh, it's a hard question to answer. Um, I'm not a happy camper. I'm uh I'm I'm dealing with uh malaise and disappointment like so many other people I know. Uh the only thing good about it is that I'm in some very good company. And I want to shout out to Alex from Sault Ste. Marie and tell him thank you for um for uh his uh his his blessings and his thoughts about us, you know, it's 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 very important. I'm in Maine, um just two or three hours from the Canadian border, depending on where you cross. And uh, Maine and Canada are very close cousins. Like you don't need a passport to get into Canada if if if, if you have a Maine driver's license. <laughs> I don't know how long that will last. 
but it's nice. But so um, CBC Canadian Broadcasting Company is on my uh, channel lineup because we're so close to Canada, and mm. um, so I've been watching their news because I can't stand ours, and their their news leads with memorials for Leonard Cohen instead of other other stories that our news leads and and stays with and and harps on and pounds on. So um, well done Canada. Yes, well done Canada and and we and we we mourn your favorite son Leonard Cohen uh as well. We we consider him one of us too. Um but he he was a Canadian and uh and and that is that is how I, he identified um culturally even though he spent a lot of time here. And when I first met him in New York City, in uh, the 1960s, uh, he was spending a lot of time also on the Greek island of Hydra. So he was a very well, well-traveled guy, and um, and has left us a, a, a great solace of material to enjoy and and wrap ourselves around in, in a time of sorrow. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, you know, you, I, I know you, you saw the poem I just posted on my Facebook uh, wall um, in tribute to him from a couple of years ago, and it's he's very much in my thoughts and and heart right now. And that's uh, that that's the story from this past week that really had the big emotional impact for me. So I guess I'm in league with the Canadians in that sense. And you caught beautifully how he's in the postmodern poetry DNA. You know, um, uh, he, so many of us have been. Uh, he, I have one of his one of his uh, books of poetry that I was reading today called "The Spice Box of Earth." I don't even know if you can get it anymore. And then I have Leonard Cohen selected poems, 1958 to 1968, and uh, he was a very popular and 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 well awarded and well appreciated and well published poet but he was broke so he went to new york because he thought maybe he could make some more money as a singer songwriter <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's when i met him and uh, all the folkies in new york met him and uh so well, anyway do, do you have a, a poem for us I do. I'm sorry to be blathering so much. This no, poem no is so new that it doesn't have a title. So if you or anybody listening has an idea of a title, um, uh, I, I'd love to hear it. Shadow of flight over smalled buildings, muted swaths of corn and cabbage, grapes and furrowed earthen rows on an anguished brow. A majesty of eagles does not dies not for peril of flight, for lack of wind, loss of loss, scarcity of lift, or dearth of beauty, but failure to land. Hmm. <clears throat> nice. Nice, Helen. Nice as always. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, and I've got a I've got an ebook in your um, in your your ebook uh, free for all. I think that's a wonderful program. I'm very excited about it. Thank you for doing all the things that you do. Uh, I just thank my wife for uh, for uh, 
um, not having a heart attack every time I tell her about a new project I'm going to spend more time doing. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that you're in, and, uh, and um, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to your ongoing participation in Poetry Superhighway stuff. You've been such a great uh, involved person all these years, so uh, uh, may it last forever. It's decades I've been involved with Poetry Superhighway. I, I did have a chance to look up what the first year I was uh, po- poet of the poetry superhighway poet of the week, but um, but it was decades and decades ago. So we've been a part of one of an- another's poetic path for a very long time, and I certainly appreciate it. Me too. Cool and great to hear your voice uh, this week, and and knowing that, and I feel great knowing that you can escape into Canada with just with just your driver's license at a moment's notice. <laughs> All right, Ellen, no, I'm gonna let I you go. Um oh. here. <laughs> good. This good. is my country. Mine too. Okay, cool. All right, well Ellen, have a great rest of your day and I'll talk with you again. Thanks you so much, Rick. Bye bye. Bye. It's Ellen Sander from uh, Belfast, Maine, frequent participator in Poetry Superhighway uh, stuff, a former contest uh, 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 winner and judge, uh, um, just a good person to have around, I should say. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, the number is 646-716-7362. Um, it's about the half-hour mark, and it's time for our weekly – not weekly, monthly – monthly, assuming we have something new to play, a spoken word track. Today's track is a poem from Steve Braff. It's his poem, Arbuckle's Fault. Here it is. Arbuckle's Fault. Subtitle. Following Oklahoma quake, EPA shuts 17 wells. Osage Nation. Sat morning slate, some big-ass quake. Oaky-brokey belt buckles do the pawnee shop. Hustle, tumble, rumble, rock, break. Gov Fallon bit late. Shut the wells, mandate. Christ forsaken, fishers of men. Holy water, deep injection. Hydrocarbons, resurrection. All's a frackin', all's a crackin'. Money out, we be packin'. Oil's well, ends hell. P-C-E-T, one, two, three. Ethyl, two, lean, dichloropropene. Methylene, acid, queen. Ketone, clauseride, vinylin, bromide, nickel, pickle. Drink it straight. Cyanide, cyanide. So say you see, Osage County sign, fat 5.6, hit the seismic line. In time, all's fine. Our buckle does drink. We think, we think, all's good God night. See a fluid situation for the Pawnee Nation. Drill, bitty generation, we Turny turn, turn, big bore agitation, spin mobile BP on Chevron's V, let X be on or cheap gas gone. All right, that was Steve Braff's spoken word track, Arbuckle's Fault. Steve sent that back to me in, uh, sorry, Steve sent that to me back in September. 
um, September, we uh, we had a, a, another track to play from Ellen and Robbie, and um, October was our, our contest winner's announcement, so this is the first chance we've had to play it. Steve is a poet who um, is from Los Olivos, California, um, and uh, that's his spoken word track. So cool to hear that, Steve. Thank you so much for sending it in. If you have a spoken word track that you'd like us to listen to and consider playing um, in the spoken word track segment of Poetry Superhighway Live, send it to me in an email at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com. Uh, just to be clear, I'm looking for tracks where there's something beyond just a straight reading. Maybe there's music or sound effects uh, mixed in with it, like Steve uh, did with his poem, uh, and, which was a fairly simple little addition of kind of a metronome-style effect in the back there, so it doesn't have to be anything too exotic. Um, or perhaps it's a recording of you reading live at a, at a reading where the audience's reactions become part of the track as well. Um, just just a straight reading without any of that, you can just call in and read that poem. Uh, so we wouldn't consider that kind of thing for the, quote, spoken word segment of the program. So there you go. Send something to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, MP3 format, and we'll take a listen, and maybe we'll play it on a future edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. All right, we've got about a half an hour left in the show and plenty of callers on the line already, but uh, in case we have time for more, the number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is a blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Hello, Rick. It's Michael. How are you doing? Good. Hi, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. Good to hear your voice. Well, uh, it has been an eventful week, including the middle of the week. The 9th, November 9th, was my 59th birthday. So I feel kind of, I like that all this political and social and global activity was going on right there in the week of my birthday. I felt the excitement of that. Cool. Um, Happy birthday. Thank you. And um, then, has anyone mentioned, uh, as part of this week, well, bookending this week, a year ago, November the 13th, last year it happened to be a Friday, uh, was the massacre in Paris. Mm. So this is that. Make music. Make music, not massacre. Sacré-cœur. And you mentioned earlier, well, in times like this, uh, turn it over to the poets and the artists. Uh, right away, I heard Shelley. The poets are the unlegislated, uh, undelegated legislators. legislators. Um, do you know that line by, you know that quote from Shelley? I don't know that poem, but glad to learn yes. about it now. Yeah, well, it's not a poem. I think it's a comment that he made, uh, but it's like uh, the voice of the poet is uh, stronger than the political. And Stevie Nicks later in a poem, uh, in a song, uh, the poets, priest of nothing, but they are legends. And Leonard Cohen passed this week, and I consider him another one who, uh, another artist, uh, literary artist, who would, to me, in my opinion, would be a... Uh, candidate for Nobel Laureate. And I went to a party last evening, and uh, no, it wasn't a birthday party. It was a, a party for the um, um, people who are Francophiles, and I attend every once in a while. And uh, that came up. I was it, it was interesting to hear that everyone was really, um, they're upset about the decision. And, <laughs> and I don't know, I can't remember in my life, people are hoping that they're going to be able to turn that around or change that, but I don't know. But um, 
So I've talked a whole lot now, and so if you'd rather I not read a poem, you got a lot of calls. I don't mind letting that suffice as my poem because that, that to me, that was just as important spoken word as the poem itself. Do you, do you have a short poem you can read? I'd love to hear no, it. No, actually, I have, I have one that's a little longer today. It's not epic long, but it's, it's a little longer. It's in response to Bob Dylan being selected as the uh, uh, Nobel Laureate for Literature. Well, well, go for it, Michael. Let's hear it. No, you go ahead. you got a lot of other callers. I have a hunch they're going to want to talk today because of what's happened this week. So I'll free up my time. It's okay. I don't mind at all. I'll free up my time. Um, and um, hopefully this might get in print somewhere, and if it's, I can announce it on the show. But I will be calling. I hope to call next month for the December to do some Christmas poetry. Now, what's the date on that going to be? Tell us, please. It's a December 11th at 2 p.m. Pacific time. All right. Okay. Well, you have a good week, and I look forward to him with the other callers. I just have a hunch they really want to talk today. That's probably why there are a lot of callers. They're responding to what's going on in the world this week, and I think that's real important for poetry to be the voice of that. So, um, in short, I think that's why Bob Dylan was chosen, not so much because of his genre. You know, a lot of people are like, well, that's singer-songwriting, but it wasn't the genre. It was the voice. Okay, speak to everybody next week, next month. All right. Thank you so much, Michael. Good to hear your voice. Uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts and for being so generous uh, with your time as well uh, by by yielding it uh, to other folks. I uh, definitely would love to hear your poem in the future about uh, Bob Dylan uh, winning the Nobel Prize, and I'm certainly all on board with Leonard Cohn winning that prize uh, as, as well. I, I think um, – uh, well, I don't know what anyone else thinks about the idea of a singer-songwriter winning a Nobel Prize in literature, but uh, as, as I uh, – as, as the ancient Hebrews who developed uh, the language of Hebrew uh, uh, determined, there's the, there's only one word for poem and song, and it's the same word in that language. So I, I really think the two go go hand in hand, and that uh, that seems to me to to uh, to to fit Leonard Cohn and his uh, artistic output and his transition from poet to singer songwriter, which really. Uh, in, in a sense, wasn't a transition because he never stopped being a poet. Uh, he was very much a poet through his through his uh, music. He was a poet, and he just added added strumming along with it. So, all right, um, moving along. Our next caller is from the our next caller is from the nine eight five area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. It's Diana Lane Dees. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm about the same as all your other callers, but outside of that, I'm good. That's well par par for the universal course at this at this uh, point. Remind us where you're calling from. Uh, Covington, Louisiana. Covington, Louisiana. Cool. Well, uh, what do you got for us? Well, considering what's been going on this week and how everyone's feeling. I went back and found a Sestina I wrote a long time ago. Um, I was in New York shortly after the Patriot Act was passed. And for me, what's going on now is just kind of part two of what was going on then. So I would like to read the Sestina called Walking the Brooklyn Bridge. On a cloudy summer evening, I crossed the Brooklyn Bridge. It is the first time I have ever made this walk. To my left, within the midst, I see the lady lifting her torch, guiding me across the river. Her light shines far beyond this native space, shimmering across brackish waves of time. 
I'm strolling at a very busy time. So many people coming and going past me on the bridge. I have to move with care, protect my little plot of space, and adjust my rhythm to a New York walk. Still, I can't keep my eyes off the blue-gray river, the boats, the buildings, the harbor, and the lady. Beside me are some joggers and a suited lady who hauls a briefcase and walks determinedly in time to the rhythms of the boundless river. Some teenage girls who giggle on the bridge stop to whisper, then continue to walk, their spirits light, their minds not on this space. Leaning over the rail, I stare into the sunset space at a final misty view of Brooklyn and the figure of the lady. I have only about a mile left to walk, but how the sky has changed in this kaleidoscopic time. I watch the cars speed by me on the bridge, their passengers paying no mind to the river. It looks so peaceful out there on the river. Soon city lights will merge with stars in space and cast their foggy glow upon us on the bridge as we move farther and farther from the lady. And as we shift away from her, step by step over time, we stumble over debris left scattered on the walk. The thousands of us who make this walk never doubt that we will make it across the river. I step out as people have time after time, and then I look up and see the gaping space. And worse, I can no longer see the lady. The air is thick with smoke from burning bridges. Silently, I walk the remainder of the bridge. A sudden wind arises from the river, chilling this melancholy lady, while the lessons of time are lost somewhere in space. Mm. I think uh, anyone who's c- capable of writing a Sestina is deserving of uh, of a Nobel Prize, uh, <laughs> Diana. Really well done. I, when I first heard of, of the, that particular form, it was when I was involved with a group called the Valley Contemporary Poets here in Southern California. And, um, and uh, uh, one of my uh, friends described the Sestina, at least writing one, as a form of literary torture. Yeah, it is. But it's, it's really it is it's a it's a killer. <laughs> but uh, what you know, if you had not said that was a Sestina, um, uh, no one would have known the difference because it just flows so well and it's just so well done. Um, I, uh, Thank you. Uh, without without the you know, I I think the danger of writing in form for some of us who aren't as skilled in it is that it's going to become obvious that you're writing in form um, or, or that that's yeah. the element of the poem that's going to pop out beyond what you've actually written. And that's definitely not the case with what you just did. It was, it was wonderful. Um, and I can't imagine, you know, I, I, I get the, I get the whole concept of being, you know, somewhere or in, in this case in Brooklyn, when something like the Patriot Act, you know, something unbelievable happens, and uh, and which has again happened this week. So I I, I get it, um, and thank you for sharing it. My pleasure. Good to talk to you. You too. As always, thanks for calling in. Uh, that was uh, Diane uh, Lang Dees, Elaine Dees, calling from uh, Covington, Louisiana, reading her uh, her Sestina, her form of literary torture. Uh, uh, about her experience uh, crossing the Brooklyn Bridge. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. I realized I forgot to turn on the chat room 
uh, the Blog Talk Radio chat room. I don't know if you're listening directly on the Facebook interface or not, or if you're over actually on the Blog Talk Radio site, but there's a chat room that opens up for each show, and uh, and I usually open that up at the beginning so people can talk and say hi to each other while you're listening. Well, I've just opened it. Uh, no one's in it because I forgot to open it at the beginning of the show. But if you want to log in to the Blog Talk Radio page uh, for this show, it's there, and you can say hi and comment and blah, 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 whatever is important to you. Okay, again, ladies and gentlemen, call in the number 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 412 area code. Hello, 412. Hey, Rick, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Who's this? Cool. Yeah, this is Michael Marotti from Pittsburgh, Red State, Pennsylvania. I, I can't. I don't think any state going red harmed my wife more than Pennsylvania, who was born in Allentown. My oh, wife really? was born in Allentown. Yeah. So. Um, uh, yeah, but, it, it's it's uh, it, it's something else. I mean, I wouldn't have never thought. You know, I would have lived. You know, to see this come red. It's kind of remarkable in that aspect. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Change is good, you know. Even negative change. I, I'm I'm more of those like uh, pessimistic negative writers, so you know I, I could capitalize off of this. So it's essentially good for me. You you and the comedians. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, I, I don't want to take up a lot of your time since there's a bunch of people calling. So if I could just recite one poetry and you know you can move on to the next, that'd be cool. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, this one. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, this is from my this is from my book FDA approved poetry. It's called The Drought. I've been stuck in a tunnel for 7 days, looking for a glimpse of sunshine or a feeling that once was. If only I could replace lethargy with lucky, I'd be one step closer to my favorite destination. The more I travel, the more I lose touch with who I was, where I was going, and what I've become. Reluctantly working for my own independence, this is a fateful choice I would never voluntarily choose. Here I stagger as I attempt to get straight, in every crooked path or faithless thought, denouncing my self-inflicted struggle, crawling like the parasites who capitalize off others until they reach their peak. I'll get back to the top if I have to construct my own ladder. The end. Very nice, Michael. Thank you. Tell me, tell me the name of the book again that's in. Yeah, it's a uh, recent release. It's uh, FDA-approved poetry. It's, it's, it's a little chapbook. There's like 42 pages in there. It's uh, it, it's on sale for a friend's price if everybody's interested. So, Where can people pick it up, did you say? Uh, yeah, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon's a prime location you could get it from. So it's right there with, you know, all your books and everybody else's. And by the way, I wanted to tell you that I'm, I recently discovered your um your writing. I read a couple um poems from your latest chapel, the 50, the 50 foot woman or whatever. Yeah. Um, I like your, I, li- I like your work. I like the humor that you bring. It's so refreshing, so refreshing. So I just want to put that out there. I'm a, I'm a fan. I plan on getting that for Christmas. Wow. Thank you so much, Michael. I really appreciate that. That's uh, that's very nice of you to say. Um, and congratulations on your, your new book. Um, now does the FDA have a page where they're accepting manuscripts? The FDA approved poetry. Um, well, the, no. the, do, do they? Do, 
I'm just curious if, if you know, in addition to governing food and, and drugs and such, if now I can send the FDA my poetry, and if so, where would I do that? I just, I'm interested. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I, I know that they can handle your refills for you. So, okay, all, well, all, the, all, all the all the ibuprofen you need, bro. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Well, Michael uh, from Pittsburgh, thanks for calling in, and uh, and uh, and keep shining the blue light, my friend. Yeah. Hey, thanks for what you do, and thanks for letting me on, buddy. No problem. Talk to you next time. That was uh, Michael from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, reading uh, a poem from his his new book, which you can pick up on Amazon. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, um, been jamming through these calls. I've got one more left on the line. I'm sure we can get to one or two more um, in the event that you want to call in. Um, in the next uh, few minutes or so, the number is 646-716-7362. Michael, thanks again for thanks for shouting out to my, my most recent book, Making Love to the 50-Foot Woman. Uh, pretty soon, that's not going to be my most recent book, actually. Uh, stay tuned on December 8th. Um, uh, oh, it's going to be magic, what's going to be happening then. Uh, so... Uh, uh, a new poetry for me is going to be released into the world. Um, uh, friend me on Facebook, and and you'll you'll see it all happening there. Uh, I'm very excited. I don't want to give a too too much away now, but um, I'm excited. That's all I have to tell you. All right, our next caller is from the two four zero area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Who's this? This is Lady Di. Sylvia Beverly. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. How are you, Lady Di? I'm doing really well. I was referred to you by Hiram LaRue, who just read on the show. Yeah, are you also from uh, uh, Maryland? Yes, I am. I'm from Capitol Heights area. Capitol Heights, not okay. Not far from the district, not far from D.C. line, D.C. line. I want I... to read a poem. Go for it. Okay. Uh, my poem is a poem that I wrote in a new form of persona, a poem that would be in the voice of an item or an individual. As you listen, maybe you can tell me what the item is. Decorate me. Golden, glorious autumn is upon us. Oh, so happy this sunshiny, brisk morning. You chose me. How lovely. Competition keen, somehow it seems. I am chosen one. I suit your fancy. My hope is I make everyone happy when they vision me. Today I will go everywhere you go. I was the last item you dealt with before leaving home. Now I'm the first thing everyone sees when you appear. Oh, yes, I thank you, for it is always gladness to be seen. That's it. It uh, it, it reads like a riddle, Lady Di. <laughs> okay. But are you gonna are you are you gonna tell us what you what I'm I'm well, I'm drawing a, a blank so you 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 give it away you you give it away okay so I was at a workshop and we had to look around and see something that someone was wearing and 
write it in a persona. And it was a lady's gorgeous necklace, a necklace that oh. she was wearing. Nice. That's that. That's what that was. Cool. Well, that's that's so cool. Um, well, Lady Di, thank you so much for calling it. Is there? Um, I, I know uh, Hiram mentioned there's lots of poetry all over your your area of of the world. Is there a particular event or something that you participate in that you want to give a shout out to? Well, um, if anyone would make a note of January 14th, um, I will pre- be presenting with my group, Collective Voices, which is Bernardo, Sister Joy, and Lady Di. We'll, we will present for Martin Luther King's birthday. We've done a celebration for him for 20 years at the Martin Luther King Library in downtown D.C. But this year, we will present at the Prince George's County Oxon Hill Library, January 14th on a Saturday at 1 p.m. Great. Well, that sounds cool, and I, it's it's good to hear that you're part of a collective. I think it's always cool when um, when artists band together and support each other and create with each other and perform with each other. So uh, good to learn about that group, and um, I really appreciate you you calling in and uh, and uh, and thank you so much for your poem. Um, I did want to say that the group Collective Voices has a new anthology coming out called The Color of New. So I'd like for people to look for for that, and most probably it'll be on Amazon. Cool. Well, um, people should definitely check it out. Let us thank know when so it's uh, when it's actually out. All right, Lady Di, thank I you so much it. for calling in. And where, and where are you lo- Where are you located? I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. Nice to talk to you, Rick. You too. You too. Okay. All right. That was- First-time caller, Lady Di from Capitol Heights, Maryland. Uh, uh, two callers from the, the greater D.C. district today, uh, uh, keeping us safe uh, through their poetry. Um, all right, uh, let's see. Uh, 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 270 area code. Hello. Hello. I had to hang up a little bit ago. It's Trish from Kentucky. Hey, Trish. Hey, Trish. How's hey. it going? Oh, well, I managed to take a cold, so I was better, but I got over it, you know. Um, you, sound like you, you sound like you might still have it a little bit there. Oh, I'm horrible. It's it's horrible, and I think, you know, it's possibly because of, well, anyway, my immune system bottomed out Wednesday morning. So, anyway, uh, I will quickly read uh, a poem I wrote pre-election. That's still poignant now. If anyone wants to make change, they go to a booth. And this is a persona poem from the uh, point of view of the voting booth. Bring me your votes. Beautiful, I'm not. I have thick skin. I must. They come to me with questions like gravel in a shoe. And I have no answers. I have all the answers. My curtains hang like a long skirt behind a woman as she curves into a question mark around the child on her hip. Her husband waits for her just outside my booth, but she still feels his hand on her back, 
where he guided her and their daughter through the line to me. I see so many dark hands, pale hands, the stooped, the straight, those with morning coffees and slippers, those with lunches, those with dinner pains, the clean, the hot and tired, the hungry, the ones who just left the factory, the kitchen, the garage, the school, the laundry, the fast food joint, the hospital, the ammunition shop. But now I see only this daughter. Watch her slip her mama's ballot through my slot. Watch her mother guide her index finger, help her push my buttons, and cast her first vote. I have her answer, the one she knows is right, and it is a beautiful thing. There you go. Indeed, um, Trish. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm sorry that your that your that your immune system bottomed out on Wednesday, and I hope that you uh, that you get better super super soon. Um, and and I was glad to hear your voice and 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 All work. Right. You're on All right. Super thank Highway you, Rick. All right. It's good. Thank you. Great to talk with you. Have a great a great day. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Trish from Smiths Grove, Kentucky. Um, all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's all the time we have for for callers on this week's this month's edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. I want to mention that our next show is going to be on Sunday, December 11th at two o'clock p.m. Pacific time, same time it is every month. Uh, so you do the math uh, depending on where you are in uh, in the world. Um, and just a quick reminder that we uh, are accepting submissions for the uh, great ebook Free for All through. Uh, through the end of the month, and then on December 1st, everyone's ebooks will be freely available for download. This isn't the kind of thing where we're going to choose which books to put up. Um, if you create a poetry ebook it and you submit it, and it follows all the guidelines, the file is less than a megabyte, um, the description is 50 words or less. Um, that's it. You're in, and uh, everyone will be available. Uh, Sorry, everyone will be able to download your ebook on December 1st for 24 hours. So all the details are on the ebook free for all page. Go to poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH. And right there on the top of the page is a is a banner which will link you over to the ebook free for all page or or it's linked under the special projects menu. It's all there. We'd love to have you in. Um, and uh, not only uh, will you uh, be able to include your ebook in the free for all, but on December 1st, if you don't feel like making an ebook or just want a bunch of free poetry, you can download every single ebook for free for 24 hours. There's currently 20, 25, I think, ebooks up on the, uh, on the ebook free for all page. You can see them all listed there now. Nice little advertisement for your book as well through for the rest of the month. So that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, and that's it. So if you have any questions about that, you can send me an email. Um, check out our website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Uh, uh, we we publish two poets every single week on as poets of the week, and we are ongoing accepting submissions for that. Um, just click on submit uh, your work under the uh, poetry menu, and all the guidelines are there. And we would be more than happy to uh, read your work and consider putting it up. We only publish if you get published. We only publish 
folks once during the calendar year. So if you are published during 2016, you can't submit again until 2017. Um, that doesn't mean you're automatically going to be published, but if you do get published, that's it for you for the year for, for Poet of the Week project. And of course, check out our uh, daily haiku project, which is Haikuniverse, haikuniverse.com, H-A-I-K-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. We publish a haiku every single day, and you can submit as many as you want uh, on our submission form there. You can subscribe to the daily haiku email, see it on Facebook, etc. Thanks, everyone, for calling in and for uh, listening. Have a great rest of your day, and tune, again, tune in again on December 11th for our next open reading. Bye. <laughs>